Hi, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. How's Louisiana? Um, on the road to recovery. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, us too. Yeah. Um, all right, so we'll get started. Uh, so I'm Megan, this is Matt, and we are the founders of Kid Strong, and we've been trying to do more live chats with experts in various fields. And today we have Cruder. 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 I always have to check how to spell your last name, make sure I have it right. But Tim, I definitely have that down. Um, so hello. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Good. So Tim's a good friend of mine. He fought in UFC. He was on a UFC reality show back in the day. Uh, but most importantly for this, Tim's a father of three. Uh, he also runs a successful chain of martial arts gyms for kids. He's trained thousands and thousands of kids. So we've had this talk, you know, a few times about things that are important for kids to know. And one of the things me and Megan really respect is how Tim is raising his kids uh, and his message to kids. So, you know, a big topic for us, you know, as our kids get a little older is bullying. And, you know, we wanted to bring Tim on and just kind of get his take on it because he's been in this world, you know, practically his whole life. So, Tim, thanks for joining <laughs> Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, I've got my headphones in because sometimes it gets Perfect. loud in my office. So, yeah, sounds uh, good. Okay, so I think this this question uh, about bullying um, is a big one, and I think the the concern for parents is how do we mitigate that, and how do we create a child who can. Um, encounter this problem effectively uh, in a way that's socially responsible and also in a way that helps prepare them for the challenges that are going to come with the rest of their life. Uh, I think the answer to this problem that a lot of dads have may not necessarily be the best one. And that's coming <laughs> from an ex UFC fighter, you know, uh, I don't really support or think it's okay to, uh, I don't think any acts of aggression or violence on another kid are a good thing ever. And the way we teach our children self-defense um, protects the other child as much as it protects our child. And I think that's important. You know, I think the old school verbiage um, of, you know, if somebody messes with you, you just punch them in the nose. I think that's crazy talk. I don't think that's the message we should send children. And I don't think it's a methodology that helps them learn how to overcome and encounter the rest of their lives. Because as we grow up as, you know, small children and, and young adults, the problems are going to get bigger and punching somebody in the nose isn't how you solve it. And so I think that the, when it comes to bully prevention and things like that, you know, thousands of children train at my academy and the other academies underneath me. And, we don't train children to go onto the schoolyards mm -hmm. and start dealing out whoopings on other kids. <laughs> right. That is not what we do. And I hope that's not what people would think we do. Although when dads come in, sometimes I get that message and I'm like, hold on, buddy, let's, let's relax a little bit. So I think what's important though for children is learning how to mitigate what is bullying essentially. Because I think a lot of times bullying is something that's a little bit misunderstood. 
you know? And, and what I mean by that is we classify pretty much any time our child is nervous or stressed around another child or in a relationship with another child as they're being bullied. And we see that a lot, the overclassification of bullying. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a thing to where your child just feels they get attention from coming home and saying, I'm getting bullied. You know, this right. kid took my bookmark, I'm getting bullied. <laughs> and, yeah. and the truth of being a child is like, you know, you have these little people who are learning to navigate not only the world around them, but the obstacles and relationships. And, you know, I don't know if we've looked recently, but navigating relationships is pretty difficult. Yeah. I think we're close to a 60% divorce rate. So adults ain't doing that great either, <laughs> for being yeah. honest. Yeah. And so teaching a child how to mitigate those relationships and handle conflict and adversity and difference mm -hmm. of opinion and this one took my toy or whatever, doesn't always need to be classified as a bullying scenario. Mm -hmm. And also teaching a child how to handle those small microcosms of conflict and small microcosms of adversity, I think is vitally important for the rest of their lives. Two things that we teach children that dramatically change the way they face the world the way they face their peers, and the way they face this topic of bullying is learning to create a more confident and a more independent child. Yes. Those two things are going to radically mitigate not only the occurrence of bullying, because so many of those things that before they're a confident child and before they're an independent child they would have assumed were a bullying scenario, no longer become that. Listen, my daughter's eight, uh, about nine years old. Wow, they get older faster. <laughs> yeah. She just turned She just turned nine. And uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say she doesn't go to school. And there are other little girls, you know, in her class who do what girls do and mm -hmm. treat her in a way that, you know, may not be the best way. Sure. Audrey could absolutely over-dramatize these scenarios and turn <laughs> it into the end of her life. Yeah. But coming from the household she comes from, Audrey just has no problem. If children are behaving in a way that she doesn't support, she goes play with other kids or goes play on another apparatus or goes do pull-ups or goes do... And me and my wife never even hear the word, I got bullied or I'm being bullied or I'm being targeted because the scenario is handled by her yep. psychologically yep. before it gets turned into something that's, and then yeah. and it, it kind of grows, right? It kind of gets fed into. And so that's the first thing I want to say. Um, my son's about, about seven years old. He's wrestled for four years, been doing jiu-jitsu since he was three. He doesn't have any bullying problems, but he's the kindest, most compassionate, sweetest child I've ever met in my life. If it's a wrestling match, he's trying to smash somebody. <laughs> but then he wants to know if you want one of his Jolly Ranchers after. <laughs> yeah. And I think learning how to create those traits. And, you know, when we say we want a confident child, I think that's a little bit cliched, but it couldn't be more important for a child. And I think a lot of that goes back to the way we communicate with our children. 
Yeah. If our children hear a lot of yelling and screaming and they're in fear and they're nervous and they're gun shy, that creates a lot, a lot of lack of confidence. If um, the figures at home are, you know, in and out and not there sometimes, those moments in a child's life create uncertainty. And that uncertainty creates a lack of confidence. A lot of parents tell me, I don't know what I'm doing with this parenting thing, but I'm trying. And I can tell you, if you're trying yeah. and you're really working on it, okay. trust me, if you're on this thing today, you're doing an amazing job because <laughs> yeah. what yeah. kids relate to is presence. Yeah, They relate to effort. And, and those are the things we should praise in them is effort. I tell my kids, I could care less if you win or lose. All I care about is how hard you worked and how hard you tried. Because yeah. at the end of the day, those things are going to yield the greatest fruits in your life. Winning and losing is going to come and go. You're going to build businesses and you're probably going to screw some up. But at the end of the day, you get to work every day at 7 o'clock and your bed's made and your teeth are brushed and you're ready to meet this day with the kind of confidence and independence that I've taught you is going to overcome a lot of hurdles, whether they be coronavirus scares or whatever the case may be. That attitude and that independence is what's going to allow a child to develop an attitude that um, mitigates the bullying scenario. So in my opinion, that's the first thing we teach children is... Yeah, so one of, well, one of the things we do with Ella, and you know, we talked about this early on, we don't like we don't necessarily want to save her from the world yeah you know we want to give her more right. armor where she just doesn't care about these things yeah because you know, our our goal is that she if she is around some cattiness at school that that can't elevate with other kids but what we want for her is that she just doesn't care you know she's just confident and if somebody like you said if somebody doesn't want to play with her she's just like peace Oh, well, play over here. Like she just doesn't care. And one of the things we see over and over again is that kids with confidence, they, they just, it's, it's like a shield for them that prevents these things from really getting in and hurting them. And they just move on and these things never elevate. But talk, talk to us about like, I do think it's our responsibility as parents to set them up for that though. We have to encourage that confidence and independence. Um, I know I was talking to our, te uh, our kids' preschool teacher, and she was saying one of the biggest things she sees now when kids are coming in is they can't handle conflict. So if another kid took their toy, like, they don't understand. Like you said, that's not bullying. That's just kids being kids. And she... Right. No, it goes, like, straight to death con five. Yeah. yeah, she was saying, like, they literally haven't been given the tools to, like, understand, okay, they took my toy. So like, what? Right. It's, it's not the end of the world. They're not bullying me. They're just being another kid. And how, how can I, how can, how can I, as a five-year-old, figure it out? Right? Yeah, and I 100% I, I absolutely agree with you. And we have this entire topic people ask me about. They're like, man, your kids are like impenetrable they don't they they do anything but what we do with our children specifically is introduce adversity yeah and obstacles in fun and creative ways mm -hmm. so i'll give you an example the other day i took my two sons crabbing 
can watch the video on Facebook. And crabbing is kind of dangerous. And crabs are <laughs> crabs will pinch your little fingers off, right? Mm -hmm. So I took them on a dock at a refuge, just me and them two, my sons. And I taught them how to do everything. I taught them how to put the turkey necks on, how to throw them in the water. And we went over everything. They had a blast. They couldn't believe it. There was no iPads, no phones, nowhere to be found. And uh, after about an hour, I sat on the ice chest and I let them crab. They could have fallen in the water. You know, I, I don't know. A bunch of stuff happened. Yeah. They tripped and fell. Uh, they both got pinched by crabs. They, but the adversity that they dealt with, they lost a bunch of crabs. If I'd have been there, I could have got the crabs for them. But I sat on the ice chest and I let them struggle. I let them suffer. I let them face obstacles. And the biggest thing I allowed them to do was fail. Yes. Fail creatively and fail constructively. And in the process of failure, this is how we learn. This is how we grow. This is how we strengthen ourselves. This is how we develop. This is how we build that shield that, you were talking about Matt. Mm -hmm. They got clipped by a, a crab, and Wesley ran over to me. You got my finger. I said, "Okay, well, are you gonna die?" <laughs> no. I said, "Would you like to go home?" No. I said, "Okay, lick it like that and go crabbing." Right. And so they kept on. At the end of the day, we had forty crabs. My sons have told this story seven hundred times, and what I utilize these experiences as is one small building block mm -hmm. in developing in those children the independence and the confidence to know, yeah, my dad showed me what to do, but then I did it. And what do you yeah. think the first thing they said when we got home to their mom was? I caught these crabs. Yeah. I caught these. Dad didn't do nothing. He was being lazy. He sat <laughs> on the ice chest and drank his, uh, those yellow Modelo things. And <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but I caught all these crabs. And it creates in them this feeling. Yes, they lost a bunch of crabs. Yes, they got bit. Yes, they tripped. They don't remember those things. They remember how their effort and their independence yielded results yeah. through, through some failure. And I think as parents, you know, a lot of times what we're looking to do, and look, I love my children. I want to protect them from the world. But the truth is that's not possible. And right now, the obstacles that I could protect my children from, the crabs or the water or whatever, are small. And they're minimal and they're controllable. But later on in my children's lives, they become young adults. Um, those problems get bigger. And they become pregnancy. They become drugs. They become driving while intoxicated. They become a lot of very terrifying circumstances. And if I don't teach my children today mm -hmm. how to be independent, confident, and responsible for their own actions and behaviors, those lessons are much more difficult and much more costly down the road. Mm -hmm. So the urgence to protect our children today and create this protective shell around them, this bio two sphere, is, um, is going to be an ineffective methodology in raising a productive human because it doesn't allow the failure necessary for them to eventually one day win at life. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to win if you don't fail. Look, 
Matt, you're, you're running a great business. I, I, I'm so happy for you guys. But I was there talking to you guys when that wasn't the case. And this was a dream that you had, but there were a lot of difficulties and you made a lot of sacrifices and there was a lot of adversity. And no offense, Matt, you're a smart guy, but you messed up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Welcome to reality. Welcome to success. I have messed up more stuff in my career as a martial arts school owner than I've done successfully. But through those lessons, I've created an environment of perfect processes. And I'm going to continue. They're not perfect. Huh? Good processes that I'm going to continue to build upon. And if we don't allow our children to do that because we're overprotective, they're still going to have to learn those lessons. But when you have to learn those lessons at 24, 25, 30 years old, they're dangerous lessons. Yeah. I yeah. always like when our daughter, our daughter will be doing something and she'll say, it's hard. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Awesome. <laughs> That's why you're going to do it. I think, I think one yeah. of the things as a parent, you know, before I was a parent, you think that bullying is a thing and that your response to this has to be like, teach my kids how to fight. And I do, and I do think that there, you know, there's a lot of value in that for, for self-defense and protection and protecting, you know, your friends, your family, your loved ones. But I think what we've learned, especially with kids strong with our own kids, the prevention starts way, way, way before at home. Way earlier. And way earlier. And one of the things, you know, when I was in law enforcement, you know, there, there are people that are, you know, end up being victims because of a lot of the things you know places they put themselves in decisions they made way they carry themselves and used you know we used to really see like people that were predators that would really look for people that kind of had that victim tattooed across their forehead and one of the things for for ella especially you know we talk about this all the time like we want someone to see her someone like that to see her and say, oof, I got to keep moving. Yeah. That girl is no enjoying me. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. thanks, for sure. No and, and oftentimes, I, I mean, I, I hate to reveal this secret, but oftentimes we have parents who come and there's bullying problems and there's da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, their answer to the question is, you know, maybe they can get in a fight with a kid or something, but never really happens. And I mean never. Like, I mean never. We, we don't send kids to the playgrounds to get in fights. What happens is the child starts to attribute a different measure of character to the way that they live their life. Their head sits differently on their shoulders. Their chest becomes proud. Their walk becomes different. And they don't just become a kid that's not bullied anymore. They become a kid that other kids want to know and want to befriend and want to talk to. They start to learn how to look adults in the eyes. They start to learn how to talk to other children, how to introduce themselves, how to make friends. And all of a sudden, the parent comes after maybe a year, six months, and they're like, man, bullying has stopped. He's made so many new friends. It's so incredible. And I'm like, well, he didn't go punch anyone in the face. Right. Like, that's not what happened. What happened was we taught your child to be confident, mm -hmm. independent, those skills, you're 100% correct, will mitigate 99% of the issues. Now, acting like there's not still going to be issues sometimes 
is the false front, right? And there will be. My kids are confident. They are independent. But um, the only one of my children who've had a scenario was Audrey. Uh, she's my daughter. She's nine. She's at a birthday party. And um, a kid tried to hit her and Henry on a trampoline while nobody was watching. She told him to stop. Uh, he did it again. She came inside, told one of the adults. They said, y'all just go play. Kids are being kids. She went back out there. The kid tried to hit her again. She body locked him, took him to the ground, got on top of him, held his wrist down next to his face and said, the next time you try to hit me, I'm going to choke you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the end of it well well the the, the thing to fo focus on here is she followed a system yeah the other child was not injured in any way right audrey was not injured in any way she terrified that young man absolutely <laughs> he got up came inside and apologized to everybody and said he was just having a bad day and he's sorry and he was picking on the kids and and Audrey said, it's okay, buddy. Let's go play. And they went back and they played and it was no big deal. And the parents were like, oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. The system we teach children to learn to defend themselves also mitigates tons of problems. And it starts with talk to whoever you feel like is threatening you. <laughs> Have yeah. a conversation. Because 90% of the time, children don't even know they're bullying you. They're just roughhousing and right. playing. My son, Henry, is just silly. He jumps oh, around and throws himself in all over the place and hits panic. kids by accident. I'm like, yo, dude, chill out. <laughs> if somebody tells Henry, man, Henry, you keep hitting me. I feel like you keep on hitting me. Yeah. He's going to say he's sorry. So step yeah. one is talk to whoever it is you're feeling bullied by and let them know the way you're feeling. Teaching kids how to do that, how to face adversity, face conflict with confidence and clear instructions makes a huge difference oftentimes even if the kid was bullying they'll say hey i'm sorry it's not that big of a deal because like we said before kids don't like to be faced with that conflict or that right. adversity and when a child learns that that's a solution it makes sense step two go talk to an adult or a parent let somebody know what's going on don't wait six months right. until it's so bad that you're emotionally crushed over something like that. Yeah. And then step three, if ever a child puts their hands on you or tries to attack you in a way, there should be a system for a child that's employed that is defense-based. Mm -hmm. My daughter did not hurt this child. She did not punch this child or kick this child or in any way do anything that would have physically hurt the child. She just made sure the child wasn't going to hurt her, hurt him, made sure that boy wasn't going to hurt her, and let him know if it continued, she was willing to take further action, right. which wouldn't have hurt him either, but would have scared him a little further. Those types of systems, a system for building confidence, a system for building independence, and a system for handling a threat if it ever happens, are simple and easy to teach, but... The reason we employ those systems is because we know we cannot protect our child mm -hmm. from everything. I cannot, I cannot shield my kids from all of the things that are going to happen in all of their instances. What I have to do is build a child capable of handling those things 
themselves. Yeah. And I also think we'll have, have two points to this. So, you know, your daughter's nine and she's capable of doing that. So imagine when she's 24. And, problem. <laughs> it's a know, problem. She, she has to defend herself. So eight years old goes into 24, right? And as a father, I'm sure you you are way more confident about her going off into the real world. You know, I think I, it sounds kind of cliche, but then it doesn't, right? I mean, you yeah. want to have this strong, independent lady who you feel like you don't, you know, that can protect herself in the real world. Um, the second thing but I also want to point out that I do have two other methodologies of defending Audrey if it's more than she can handle. We have Henry and Wesley <laughs> right behind her training to come double barrels. No, just... And Daddy Tim. No. Right, um, yeah. The second thing is when, when we talk about putting kids in situations, um, like even the simplest of situations, and I'll give an example that happened in Kid Strong, and I'm sure you have tons of examples. Um, you know, we've had kids who they come in and they cannot do a two-foot jump over an object, right? And weeks go by and each, each week they come, we, we practice. All right, let's do our two foot jump. Let's do our two foot jump. We start really low. And then, you know, in three months, the child jumps five feet, right? Over a parallette for the first time, the confidence, yes, just and, and, and it sounds silly like, oh, they did a two-foot jump. No, they did more it doesn't, than a two-foot jump. Doesn't, it doesn't sound silly. It only sounds silly to a person that doesn't understand child yeah. psychology. And to a that child, kid, that's the Empire State Building. Absolutely. And then that kid the next week comes in, like you said, head high, chest out, like what? I think, <laughs> and, and as, you know, as parents and as people who work with kids, like that's the joy that keeps me going is just that little feat, like you said, was the Empire State Building. And the and this kid's look on life is going to be completely different from here on out because he, he was capable of accomplishing something that he didn't think he could do, but because he kept pushing and kept pushing. And we, of course, we have billions of stories like that, and I know you do too, but just little things <coughs> over time. And just like you said, produces a productive human. We talk a lot about, um, we talk to parents about how confidence and child development's really, it's a lot similar to the immune system. Yeah. Where you have to be like exposed to things and build up a tolerance over time. Because if you're not, yeah. if you're raised in a biodome and then you right. go out at 20, you know, a fly lands on you and you pass out <laughs> and you die. And look, yeah. and I, I agree with you guys. I do the same types of things. Um, and, you know, I get some flack for it because I take my kids to do some things that are probably a little more extreme than other parents. I took my kids last summer on a hike. I think it ended up being four and a half miles. One of my kids was four. We <laughs> took the dog, the dog with us. And uh, when we got home, the kids and the dogs had like uh, fleas and stuff. And my <laughs> wife was like, what were you thinking? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I thinking? And so we cleaned the kids. Everything's fine. No big deal. But to this day, you know, when Wesley has to do something hard, he goes, well, 
I hiked four and a half miles one time, <laughs> right. so I can do. He remembers yeah. it's it wasn't fun. It was a struggle. It was hard. We stopped halfway and had lunch. Dad made him keep hiking. He cried some tears sometimes. But what you're saying, and the problem we have with some parents is your child tries to get over the two-foot box. They can't do it. They try again. They can't do it. They start crying. Let's go get an ice cream. Let's watch yep. the iPad. Yep. That methodology of parenting yields a different type of, type of child. And the programming that becomes communicated is 100% destructive to their development and to their improvement in life. Not just as a kid, but as an adult. Because right now, the way to mitigate the pain of failure and frustration is ice creams and iPads. Yeah. But when I'm 24, the way to mitigate the frustration of a failed relationship yeah. or struggles at a job are things that are going to dramatically affect your life. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. All right, so um, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I want you to do that for us. So in conclusion, <laughs> um, if you want to talk a little bit about um, – what, like we've been talking about, maybe give three things that parents need to start working on in order to set the stage? So I think, in, in my opinion, some of the things that are going to help your child mitigate any type of bullying and just build better kids from the beginning is I like to teach my children to respect themselves and others. And I think that has a lot to do with how they are communicated to and how they're taught to communicate to others. I answer my children's questions. I help them. I keep my tone as low as possible. And look, I got three kids. I understand. But the way I communicate and project my voice and my words to my child is going to have a whole lot to do with the way they see themselves in the world and the way they feel about themselves. Mm -hmm. If I'm yelling and screaming and... Uh, they feel nervous and fearful and that creates some confidence and it creates uncertainty. So look, I understand. I have three kids. <laughs> They're nine, seven and four. And I know it's tough, but as a parent, you really have to check the way that you communicate with your kids and make sure it's, and look, I, I know when I say that, you know, some parents out there like, you don't know my kid. Listen, I got Henry. You don't know Henry, but Teaching kids respect for themselves and for others has a lot to do with the way their parents speak to them and the way that their parents help them develop and grow through speech patterns. So I think that's important. The second thing I think is important is to let your child grow and develop confidence and independence through facing obstacles and adversity. Introduce things to them that are hard. Take them on a 5K. They're probably going to cry. So what? <laughs> yeah. Keep them running cheer for them after champion them make things a little tough in a controlled environment i take my kids to the monkey bars i make them do all kind of crazy stuff at some point they're done it's okay we had fun they enjoyed themselves but there was definitely some adversity and there was definitely some obstacles we shouldn't run away from skin knees those things built america into some of the most productive workforce in history when I was yeah. a kid, I had a dirt clod and a stick. That was it. And I couldn't come <laughs> home until the lights on the street turned on. Yeah. And that adversity helped build me into who I am today. And then the last one, I think, is um, it's important, I think, for parents to acknowledge and appreciate 
children's effort mm -hmm. over results. Mm -hmm. We know that effort matters. The more you're willing to work at something, the more you're willing to dedicate yourself to something, the better you're going to do down the road. And those results in the beginning, they're not always going to be the best, just like your story with the two-foot jump. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to be tough. But when we teach a child effort and work ethic, those things compounded over the course of a child's life create a child who never had to worry about bullying. Awesome. That's awesome. Tim, I appreciate it, man. Good talking with you. Hey, I appreciate it. It was wonderful yeah. hearing your beautiful accents once again. <laughs> hey, Tim, I think everyone enjoyed this. They said this is great. This is, we had some people saying they really needed this today. So I appreciate it. You rock, um, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. Be safe. You too. Bye.